0: Another episode on the rollicking ride that is the rise of Jim Carrey. I'm Dave, Tristan here as well, and we are here to discuss one of Jim Carrey's films. Well, we, we've been doing that every week, for yeah, the past a uh, little while. Yeah, that is very, very true. Um, but this week, it's it's a doozy. Uh, it's a Christmas Carol, the remake of this film, the animated one. So that is it a remake or an adaptation. A remake, yeah, a remake of an adaptation, which I read, I'm getting straight into it right now, is actually like one of the closest versions to the actual book. So, an adaptation. An adaptation. Do we, is, it, is it my, I think it's my turn to do the pitch, uh, the I, elevator pitch. I think it might be mine.
1: Okay. I feel like <laughs> I haven't done it for a little while. I thought you did it last week. I might have. I don't know. You can do it again. I want to do you it again. You look excited. Okay. Alright, you know the Charles Dickens classic tale, A Christmas Carol? Uh, yeah. We're going to adapt that with Jim Carrey. Why? Because we can. But we're going to use creepy animation to do it. Here's all your money. Thank you. I'll need a lot because it's uh, a lot of animation. Here's
0: some more. (laughs) Bing! Just let me know when it's done. I don't want to see any rushes. I don't want to see anything.
1: It's coming out in March. Okay,
0: great. I feel like that is exactly how the conversation went.
1: This is how the conversation with an executive goes for a movie like this. It's a Christmas movie. Cha-ching!
0: It's a Christmas movie with a fully stacked deck.
1: Cha-ching.
0: You know, like... And that's the thing. My My first question, pretty much only question, but my first question, why remake this? Why this? One of the things that we were always taught about art and especially theatre and film why this and why now like mm. why like what in 2009 I've got I've even jumped by the numbers guys I'm so passionate <laughs> about this film why, why 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 did they do this
1: uh, one because Apollo Express did super well just before you get into this I, just, <laughs> I, I need to
0: warn you Polar Express is my favourite Christmas movie of all time if you think about that it came out in 2009 I was not a <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was very, I was very well uh, an adult when that movie came out, mm. and I, I love *Apollo Express*.
1: I don't know how much that
0: love will reach for here. So you, you think this is riding on the coattails of Polar Express?
1: Uh, yeah, Pol- 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 it's, a, it's a Christmas movie. It's a, a bit of a money grab because people go to watch films at Christmas. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's what happens with, with Christmas films. Uh, Polar Express did super well, so they uh, had faith in the technology. And it had been a while since we had a, a, a Christmas Carol adaptation.
0: I saw Polar Express uh, in IMAX. Uh-huh. In Melbourne. Fancy. In 3D And I was like, this is great And it's never felt quite the same <laughs> since um, Let's jump into By the Numbers um, I think we've got lots to talk about So yes, it was made in 2009 It was directed by Robert Zemenix. Zemeckis Zemeckis Oh, I always get that wrong We can edit that, right? <laughs> I'm not going no, to No, okay um, If you don't know who Robert Zemeck- Zemeckis. Zemeckis is Every time Zemeckis <laughs> is How's The Rock been? Like... Back to the Future End of Conversation Forrest Gump Forrest Gump Like So many huge films That this guy has done If you don't know him Google him Check him out You're like Oh I've seen so many of this guy's yeah. films Yeah he, he, He's He's legit How much do you think The budget for this film
1: was? Didn't see an exact number But I I think I I heard something That it was quite It was up there For well, an animation
0: According to IMDb The budget was $200 million. Jeez. That actually makes me feel sick.
1: That is a lot of money.
0: That makes me feel sick. I'm like, well, you wasted that. (laughs) But how much do you think it made? So it's worldwide gross today. It made its money back and then a little bit more. $325 million. Yeah. That's crazy. Crazy. I think it made like Christmas film. It made like 31 million opening weekend. I yeah. think like it. I did this. I did not see this in cinemas. This is one of the Jim Carrey films that I did not see in cinemas. <laughs>
1: uh, Look, um, I did see this in cinemas. Oh no! This is uh, this is we're, we're kind of getting closer and closer to to current, I mean, it's 10 years, so it's still uh, quite a way we've got in Jim Carrey's career. But this is uh, a little while into. Uh, when I started my journey as a bit of a film critic as well. Uh, so I got to see the press screening of this one. Wow. Yep, 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 yep. And, uh, so you
0: got to see this Christmas film with a bunch of adult film critics.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I, think, I think there were some families in there, because sometimes for, for the screenings that we get, they invite a bunch of uh, families as well to watch it. But actually, maybe not with this one. Because that's normally normally when they do it on the weekend. But this was definitely an evening screening. And the reason I remember it so well is because this was right in the fad of 3D or the resurgence of 3D films. And they had stuffed up the 3D projectors when they were showing this to us. So it, it had been mixed around or something and the 3D was just not working and it made me ill. I could imagine. Yeah.
0: Yeah, bad bad 3D or 3D not working is like yeah it's it's like it's like being drunk on a show ride because mm. it's blurry and there's lots of there's too much movement. straight off the bat <laughs> when <we're, we're gonna laughs> I cut the fat today did you like this film I did not yeah i did not either there were elements of this film but- that i di- i did like there were like moments and there was like imagery that i liked but as a whole My first question remains, like, I don't understand. Mm. But, like, apparently, like, Zemeckis. 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 Oh, (laughs) so angry. Zemeckis, Zemeckis, Zemeckis. Is it like Beetlejuice? If I say his (laughs) name three times, is he going to be here? He's going to pop up. Apparently, like, he, like, this is his favourite Christmas story. Mm. And he, no, sorry. This is his favourite story about time travel. The guy who directed Back <laughs> to the Future 1 and 2, this is his favourite story about time travel. Mm. I was like, whoa. <laughs> what <laughs> is going on? So, like, he... This is, like, a passion project for him. Yeah. And then Disney were, like, just kept giving him money.
1: And, and this, is, this is, again, after the Polar Express when he was in his uh, mocap animation bubble. Hmm. So he made a, a few of these types of films. Uh, we'll go into the technology, I think, a little bit later in the show. Yeah, I, that, that's, like, why I didn't like this film. I appreciate the craft of this film. Yeah. But we'll get into that a little bit later.
0: I just got some some notes. Do you want me to just start powering through and, and we'll <laughs> sort it me. out?
1: I thought, like,
0: being a master storyteller as he is, like, I thought, like, great establishing of character mm. and world with that, like, where you meet Scrooge in The Undertaker's and then like the flying through the city, sort of like really sort of letting you know what the poor are like, what the upper class are like and where Scrooge fits into all of that and what's happening. I felt that was great. Like I was like, okay, sweet. I know where I am. I know what's happening. I thought the cast was great. Fantastic cast. Just like Jim Carrey, Colin Firth, Gary Oldman, uh, Kerry Ellis... Kerry Ells? Ells, yeah. Yeah, Ells. I know my wife. <laughs> She's the biggest Kerry Ells fan. She would be like, how dare you? So angry. <laughs> um, Robin Wright Penn, or Robin... Well, Robin Wright Penn, but Robin Wright now. Am I missing anybody?
1: Oh, there's a few other... Uh, other. Yeah. Uh, Bob Hoskins was the big oh. one for me. That, He'll uh, always
0: be Shmee to me. <laughs> um, I feel like he also put on, like, the gruffest voice he could mm-hmm. in his, um, yeah, like, amazingly stacked cast, you know, like...
1: Yeah, just kind of going off that that mm. intro and your question of why this, why now, mm. um, it, it, it was kind of apparent to me that, like, it was so important to set up the the century, the, the time and place that this mm. was set in, because I realised that I don't think until this film, I'd seen a Classical telling of A Christmas Carol I'd only seen The more satirical ones So like the Mickey Mouse uh, Christmas Carol uh, The big one for me growing up And and my introduction to this This Charles Dickens tale Can I have a stab? Oh you're going to get it 100% Uh,
0: Is Michael Caine in it? Yes he Uh, is I love it's
1: Christmas Carol You know
0: it is (laughs) The only other one that I'd seen Like there was one that came out A couple of years ago Which had Um Kelsey Grammer in Yeah it As well But yeah And then Scrooged Which is yeah. um, Bill Murray Which is like Oh such a great <laughs> I, c- I kept thinking about this That film while watching this For some reason Yeah Kind of God that's such a good film <laughs> I was
1: just waiting for Bubble Cake Gold Three to pop out Yeah
0: <laughs> I do that with every film <laughs> I'm like Where is it? Hey God! I can't even do the voice uh, I've
1: got to learn that voice <laughs> No you don't <laughs> My, my, my big note of for, for this film, and I think it's something that my wife uh, mentioned as well, it is scary as heck. Yeah. It is so bloody creepy yeah. for a kid's animated Yeah.
0: Film. When they got to the point, I can't remember. What, I think it was either when, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to struggle with names, Bob Cratchit. Yeah. That's his employee, isn't he? Yeah, you get. When he comes up the stairs and they're like face to face, like really far in the movie, and then he's about to go and like see his dying son, my wife turns to me and she's like, I've thought this the whole way this is not a kid's film. Yeah. This is not a kid's film. This is not it's like this is not fun for anybody. And I was like, Yeah, I think I think you're right.
1: But, and I, that was some of the jarring points for me is they inject these elements of fun in mm. very bizarre, weird ways. Like the, when Marley's ghost is out and he is creepy as heck and his jaw dislocates. Right? And does this thing where he's moving his hand, this almost comedy element. And I'm like, this is creepy as heck. you Positioning yeah. as, and he's doing this weird slapsticky, and then turns around,
0: thing. puts it back into place. You hear like the crack, crack, and then like turns back and it's fine. I was like, that's terrifying. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I I couldn't agree more. Like, I don't think this is a kids' film,
1: and and that would have worked fine in traditional animation, but the yeah. weird, realistic, it's not even photo real, but it, yeah, the, the, I I feel like weird, a, it's it's not cartoony, yeah, so it doesn't really style doesn't really fit with with the animation style it was just such a weird animation choice
0: Mm. and like for the polar express it works so well because at times it is so bad yeah and you're kind of just like ah, like with the l's and have you seen the polar express i have not there's a bit where they when they get to the North Pole? Spoilers. What? Um, and they do they take the Polar Express. They do, ah. and they meet the elves. And the elves are actually really scary, like because they're just they are like fully grown adults shrunk, and it, they're just weird. Yeah, and it's and it is weird, and you're like, oh yeah, like if you think about the concept of elves, like that's that is kind of weird, and it works in this, like with the ghosts and stuff like that, like. And I've already written. I'm going to jump ahead, but like the spirit, which is a candle, mm. that is the creepiest thing <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. Like, and that voice. Yeah. Like, and if you don't know this, like Jim Carrey did the voice of all the Scrooges, and he did of all the um, yes. except for Marley. He did like all the spirits as well, which you're like, oh man, such like variety in his voice, like he's amazing. I wouldn't have given anything to be in that room when they're like, okay, uh, Jim, we're gonna go for the uh, spirit of Christmas past. If you just wanna have a, they would
1: have been like. Cool, bro. It's, like he's kind of doing like an Irish accent at the same time. He's doing this
0: Irish accent, but
1: like I just, I just, I don't. But you see this very distinctive Jim Carrey face in the flame. Yeah, it's just, it's just very odd. And
0: the, like, it's like, and his normal voice for Ebenezer is so Count Olaf. Mm. It's ridiculous. Like there are they are very similar characters and. You know, they're both him and they're both and like, yeah, I get it. Okay, you know, somebody who's up themselves and is, is is gonna, yeah, fine. Any other voice for that candle, <laughs> I think may have saved it, but just that voice, I was mm. like, oh my god, I hate this. And then, and then when the vo- the candle starts changing faces to everybody <laughs> that they've met along the way, I was, I was Like I wrote my note. Drugs played a big part in this film. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, "What is happening? Yep. Who said yes to this?" At some point, Bob, Bob Z, <laughs> I'm going to call him. He watched that, and he was like, yeah, "Yeah, that's great. That's what I want." Nobody wants that. Yeah.
1: Nobody. Yeah. No, a- it, it works in the style of the film, but the style is just a bit jarring. Yeah.
0: There's moments like, and like one of my other notes is like. There's such like there's moments where they look so real, like in Mm. the bedroom before Marley turns up with Scrooge. There are moments in there you're like, this is so real, like it looks like a photo, like it's so real. And then there's like bits when they're on the street, like when they're ice sliding down that gutter, and Bob Cratchit is. I'm like, did they not render this? (laughs) Like, (laughs) what is happening? Yeah, it just. Yeah, there
1: seems to be. One
0: or the other And it's yeah. like I suppose you don't want it in between Because then the whole thing's garbage But the, like one or the other Like the, the um, horses The devil mm. The death horses that chase him We're going to get to this chase scene in a minute as well But like They're just bad Like yeah. I was like That's just bad it's, it's like they were like We'll do a mock up And then like Yeah that's great That's fine <laughs> We'll just go with that Like Oh
1: uh, also, this still is two thousand nine, so we did have a some great technology, which is on show on here. But I think it it had its limitations.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, they, yeah, like I said, like there's some amazing. But like, you think of stuff like Toy Story. Yeah. As well, like this is Disney. They spent two hundred million dollars on this. It should be like legit. Mm. Like it shouldn't be, you know, bits where you're like. What's that? And these guys like they made their money on animation, and you shouldn't have these dead spots where you're just like, that's terrifying. That that's my that's my two cents. <laughs> the, di- the chase scene, I just did. You, did you, I feel like they turn around and it's like, oh, we're in the third act, we need an action sequence. Oh, like I just I would have loved to be in that storyboarding session. Yeah, he shrinks, but then there's like ghost people. Who trying to grab him, but they can't because he's being chased by the by death riding ghost horse carriages. Who's cracking a whip, and I don't understand what they're trying to say yeah. or trying to do, and it just
1: I th- yeah. I I, I think. Because I, I I haven't read the original book, so I don't know how that third act usually goes. But it's it's always a fairly short, just Scrooge finding out that he is the one that has died,
0: and that everybody is super happy about it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And, and it always just irks me because it's obvious it's you, dude. Stop asking mm-hmm. the guy who it is because everyone we know, we know, you know. Yeah. Stop asking the question.
0: I just remembered something. Do you know that, that you know? There's a musical version of this. Yeah. With the, um, which is the, thank you very much. They sing this, Bob Cratchit sings a song (laughs) about how happy he is that Scrooge is dead. (laughs) And I I would have preferred that over this. Mm, Yeah. That's kind of all, like the the imagery, like there's a bit where he goes to the grave and then like he's like hanging about Mm. to fall in his grave. That was wicked. I was like, that's so cool. Like looking at that. But then like when he's as big as a mouse and they're talking about his stolen clothes. And I'm like, why is everybody like so gross in this film? They're so gross.
1: Yeah.
0: It's real oily skin. Like, which let's be honest, probably what they would have been like back then. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're going for a weird, uh, over-the-top realism anyway, because that's definitely one of my notes is uh, when we go into the past and uh, uh, we see teenage Scrooge, and you know he's a teenager because he's got like a billion pimples on his face. Yeah. Really, like, I'm like, I feel sorry for the, the artist that had to put all of those pimples on that face absolutely but that's not, uh, in, in addition to that the, the person that had to make and, and uh, animate and work on the chest hair of the uh, ghost of Christmas present oh yeah he, he, had, he had some chest hair going on there but ghost of Christmas present
0: looked a lot like the ghost of Christmas present from a Muppets Christmas
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is a, the best puppet I think I've ever seen that's yeah. A, yeah I was like I think you have just stolen this
1: <laughs> Um, well, I, I I imagine he's uh, uh, describes quite yeah. uh, in detail in the book.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they didn't describe him as a candle. <laughs> the- <laughs> I just you don't understand how angry that makes me. <laughs> like I'm just like somebody should get fired for that. You know, anyway, well, <laughs> ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. The other thing that I've always thought about this film, and this is actually there's two more things, and that's it. And then I've and then I'm done with my notes. Is so he spends all this life saving, saving all this money, being a real Scrooge and a bad dude, and then at the end of the film, like when he goes, "Oh, actually, people are good." He bankrupts himself, like he's like, "Oh, I've saved all this money my whole life. I'm just gonna spend it in two days." <laughs> like, I just, I don't, I don't get. I think it's a Capricorn thing, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get this. What are you doing? And the thing, the last image you see of Scrooge. Is he's got Tiny Tim on his shoulder carrying him down the street. And I'm like, that is a
1: strong old man. Mm -hmm. That is a strong old man. Well, he's a tiny, weak kid, so.
0: But that's like a year or two (laughs) later.
1: Oh, that's true. That's true.
0: Scrooge is supposed to be, this blew my mind, is only supposed to be 57 in this film. Jeez. Yeah. He looks 157. He looks terrible. And I'm like, look, he's probably got bad diet and bad work-life balance, and I get that. <laughs> but, yeah, strange choices. That's, that's kind of all I've got notes-wise about this film. <laughs> Let's talk about how they made it.
1: Yeah, this, this is the interesting thing for me, and uh, where I got the enjoyment out of is, is working out how they made this and how the animation was done. Um, and it's especially cuz we're talking about Jim Carrey here how they capture their performance because this is this is motion capture so while it's an animation the actors are still performing
0: and there's and there's definite, definitely moments especially with Scrooge where you can really see Jim Carrey's yeah Physicality
1: Yeah And, and they, they do a great job at, at putting that physicality And even the facial features uh, Into these mm. characters So you you, you Really recognise Who those actors are um, But th- let's just uh, Have a, a quick 101 on on Motion capture And how it kind of sure. works So it This is this is you'll, you'll see it a lot On kind of Behind the scenes Videos and kind of Promotional stuff For films like this It's, it's the The actors In a A um, uh, a weird leotard thing. They've got dots all over their face and wearing a bazillion cameras on their head. They do that kind of on set, uh, on location, uh, a little bit. But the way that this is work, this works, and uh, kind of a big pioneer in in the world of of animation is having them do it in uh, a stage, uh, and they have kind of cameras around them to capture the the performances going on. It's not just one person at a time, but they'll do a whole scene with all of the actors interacting with 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 objects, and all of that is captured into the computer That's and amazing. laid on top of the digital characters. It, it, it's kind of s- not similar to how traditional animation works, but it kind of makes it, I, I guess, a bit easier for for animators to to capture those performances and make them a little bit more realistic whereas is uh not using this technology technology animators literally animate these characters and quite often they'll just have a mirror in front of them making facial movements or or arm movements so they can kind of capture what that movement is so this kind of removes that step and you have an actual actor who who is a, a physical performer and has has gone through that training of like movie circus. Yeah, 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 yeah. To to bring that physicality to to a character that is then translated into a, a digital puppet, if you mm. will. It's it's really fascinating the way that it's done and, and I think this is a great example of, of being able to really capture an actor's performance on a digital character. It's it's not just Jim Carrey in a booth doing a voice. He is performing this character, and there's a great YouTube clip that uh, really kind of highlights how this works, where they basically have edited together the first 16 minutes of the film, um, but instead of having the animation, they've got the, the motion capture. Oh, Wow. Yeah, yeah. I would really
0: love to see that.
1: I I really recommend it because it'll really uh, showcase what this technology is and just how much effort the actors are Mm. putting in. So, like, when they're holding a quill, there's actually this little stick that has balls on it uh, Mm. to kind of capture the quill. Like, when they're opening doors and stuff, they've got a frame just a white frame with bits and pieces in there and the, the characters are physically putting a key into a hole to, to turn it. Oh, wow. Um, the, the scene with Bob Cratchit that you were just talking about with him sliding down an ice, uh, that's him sliding down uh, a, a slope. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not just... Uh, and This is a, a, a good way to highlight this technology as well. It's not just the main actors. All of the background performers that we see in, in the movie are motion-captured as well. Wow. So... Gigi 200 million right there. Yeah, Scrooge walking by those carolers. There's carol, actual carolers there in the motion-caption outfit singing that he's he's reacting to, and they're, they're reacting to him.
0: I... I gotta see this. Yeah. They would be... So they're all in morph suits with balls all over them.
1: It, it's a, a bit more... Yeah, a, a, a bit... A bit heavier, it looks, than than just the traditional morph suits. But they're all wearing these... Because they have to have a couple of uh, uh, cameras attached to their face. So not only are they having to do these physical performances, but they've got literal cameras. Three, four cameras just in their eyesight, in their view, that they have to battle with as well.
0: That would be incredibly difficult. Yeah. Because so much of acting is contact especially like eye contact um, and you know your choice of lack of eye contact and stuff like that to then like in a weird way kind of take that away from the performers yeah as well and like kind of have to make that up because like you know so much and i've talked about this so many times like so much of acting is reacting
1: Mm.
0: and like to have your the thing you're reacting to like blocked or whatever like that would just make
1: it so much more difficult. And yeah. It,
0: and gives me, which I already had a lot for, like so much respect for Jim Carrey. Yeah. You know.
1: And we, we talk like stunts as well. There's a lot of uh, parts of this film with ghosts that are floating mm. and, and uh, Scrooge is like flying through the clouds mm. and stuff. That is them on a harness. Real, like when he does the flying up on the rocket. Yep. Thing. Real, oh, i got to see that. <laughs> i got to see. Yeah, yeah. I,
0: that was actually one of the parts in this whole film that I was like, That's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Um, And there's uh, uh, one of the clips that I was watching kind of explaining uh, how this technology works. It is for for it to work effectively at the start and end of each scene, the actors need to be in a neutral position um, so that all the cameras can see them and they can see every single uh, little ping pong ball on their body. So it's basically, they call it the T-pose. So they have to stand legs apart and arms stretched out either side. So they literally have to start a performance like that, go into it, finish the performance and go back to that.
0: That would be so hard. Yeah. That'd be so hard.
1: And uh, Bob Bob Hoskins just kept on thinking they were saying it was time for tea. And he's like, oh no, you've got to put my arms up.
0: That's so interesting because like so so much of the character and the creation of the character comes from the physicality and a lot of actors use their physical pose to get into their character. Mm. Like, you know, like you can you can change your mood and a lot of things just by like changing your weight within your body. But like to have that taken away from you, it's kind of a blessing and a curse in a way, isn't it? Because you can like, you, you have to start from neutral every time. And use that to sort of like focus yourself, clear yourself, and then go into your character. Or you'd just be like, oh, like I've got to then like flick a switch. And like, you know, actors work very different ways. We know Jim Carrey can yeah. literally turn it on. And not at, at times as well. Like when you look at like The Grinch and stuff where he would just stay in that all day. <laughs> well, he had to. They couldn't yeah. take him off and put it back on. But... Yeah.
1: And I, I, think, I think that is such an interesting companion piece to see his performance in that film, yeah. which was in a bodysuit and very physical and yeah. especially the facial features. And seeing it, this is like almost 10 years later, doing a very similar thing, another Christmas film. Yeah. Um, but using this new technology to do a similar thing as he did like 10 years ago.
0: Like, I wonder what it would have been if they had done the Grinch with image capture. Yeah. Like, how different that film would have been. But, like, I think you would have lost the beauty of that film. Mm. Wow, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's a real art. And this is still, like, 10 years ago. So, it's come a long way since then as well.
0: yeah. I really want to see this behind the scenes. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Do, it,
1: do it, It is, it is such a fascinating watch because mm. uh, they, they, literally cut it together to the, um, the track that we're seeing. So we're seeing the actual performances they mm. did in, uh, in the movie.
0: That's amazing.
1: But in, in this, this weird warehouse with these, these, uh, weird. F- Fake doors and mm. this fake chair mm. and a couple of bit of bits of props and stuff, but you're seeing Jim Carrey, uh, Carrey was uh, uh, Gary Oldman mm. performing together. Just really, just seeing them in those outfits and, and mm. having to to adapt to this technology is like the, this is this is why they're at the top of their game. Yeah, um, why they're such talented actors and. Why it's a little disappointing the, the final product that we yeah. got isn't... I, I think honours their performance. Mm. Um, we definitely see that. Uh, but you, you have a lot more appreciation watching that behind-the-scenes video of, yeah. of of their craft, which you don't necessarily get in the final product.
0: Yeah, yeah. I feel like... It's that thing, isn't it? It's that old debate where they're like, oh, you know, like, it'll get to a point where all actors are replaced by animation. Yeah. And, you know, they've been saying that for years. And it's just... I, I personally... I don't believe it can. Like, I just don't... I think there's always going to be a place for live action. Yeah. Because people like to see each other and we like to hear... Tell stories. And the human eye is very good at picking animation. Yeah. So... But saying that, like, there's so many crazy things computers can do these days, you know. When you look at, like, some animation where... They literally like change people's faces. And like the one I always think about is just because I'm a massive Harry Potter nerd <laughs> is removing Rafe Fiennes's nose mm. and giving him like snake slits for a nose. You know, he literally like they painted his nose and then they, he had dots on them, which I think, as like another actor on set, is probably more scary <laughs> than what you actually see in the movie because yeah. you're just like, what? is happening and like him doing his thing you're like I can't <laughs> yeah it reminds me of like that very famous clip of Benedict Cumberbatch doing Smaug yeah where he's like doing the dragon and they play it next to it and like yeah it's his whole body not just like this voice yeah it actually it makes it a lot more disappointing <laughs> because you're like oh man like so many talented people doing so much work and then you get this thing that's like did you do you know if they used it the, the same thing for Polo Express yeah Really? Yeah. Okay. Tom Hanks must have had a good time. Um, that's it, amazing. It's, 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 it's
1: yeah. uh, a fascinating technology mm-hmm. and, and uh, really kind of appreciate. It's a, a great melding of of technology and performance because it's it's while while we're capturing the performances of jim Carrey and and um gary gary oldman and we see it then coming through there is also an an artist on top of that uh, a Mm. visual artist that is an animation artist that is doing work on top of that as well to to perfect that performance because you can't capture everything in that performance yeah, and, and because the characters are so exaggerated at the same time.
0: There'd be so much um, tidying up and adding and, and stuff like that.
1: But still needing to to honour the performance yeah. of the actor underneath at the same yeah. time. There you go. And get no credit for it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Animators get very little credit at all. Like, And it's you know it's such an art form as well mm. like it's such an art form to take to create something and then bring it to life and, then, and you know like okay you got the computer rendering a lot of it and, and doing a lot of that work but you like the devil's in the detail you know like I always I, I had a a friend who did was doing film editing and doing like animation stuff and he was telling me that like they were doing this shot and it was in this film and it was like some work that he was doing for America And in the shot, there was a fire hydrant. And, like, they're like, the fire hydrant's in the wrong place. Hmm. So he had to go through the film and take frame by frame, take out this fire hydrant and put it, like, on the other side of the road. Or I think it, like, or like move it down or something like that. Every frame. Yep. And, like, it was like this real quick little sequence. And he's like, yeah, but, like, I see it. And now you see it. But you don't see it and he's like yeah. a job of a good animator is to not think about the animation and the problem with this film is we thought about the animation like straight away you think about it you're like oh that's a bit boxy oh that's a bit weird yeah. or that wasn't very smooth or that's weird and I think I wonder if that comes a little bit from trying to capture the complexity which is human movement mm. you know because like there's and something you've taught me like there's the whole thing about like the, the brain will bridge a gap So if you have a frame and you then like move a little bit, the brain will bridge that gap where there's not actually a thing there because you haven't animated it, but it'll make that jump. But if you have that there and you're trying to animate every little thing, then the brain starts going, oh, well, well, that's a weird little movement. And then like the computer's trying to adjust to that, which is like not kind of necessary. You know, like you look at like, I'm a huge anime fan. (laughs) Just ranting now. I'm a huge anime fan. And so much of animation, like anime is like, Doing the minimal amount of animation for the maximum effect, yeah. And so much of it is like this bit's not moving, everything around that bit's moving, and we don't move that bit until we absolutely have to because that's the hard bit. I just think it's amazing that they even did the background act- actors, yes, yeah. as well. Like that's amazing, but also incredibly disappointing. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think that's kind of all I've got to really say about this film.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it's uh, fascinating yeah. behind the scenes, but what yeah. we get on the screen was just a little disappointing. I feel Great like, performance from Jim.
0: Yeah. Oh, this is a real process film. If you think about it, like the actual making of it is is better. Like I've and I, like I've been to plays where <laughs> and I've been in plays to be honest with you, where the actual making of the play is better than the play itself. Mm. Jim, look he's so in his element and it's so interesting I know we keep coming back to this but it's so interesting to look at the time and the movies that he's Mm -hmm. had because if you go from Man on the Moon he's just going deeper and deeper and deeper into not actually being there Mm. to be in a film it's this real journey into like loss of self and like even if you look at Phil Morris which is a great film and the more I, th- I thought... Like, after we recorded it, I thought about it so much. I was like, God, that is such a, like... If you want... And I know we said this. If you want the full scope of what mm. he can do... And every film along the way, it's that film. But even that, like... He's almost not there. Yeah. Like, he's really hidden behind this other thing. Which is what actors do. But... When you get to this, like... He's literally not there. Mm. But you're getting all the best bits of him. And then he's not even there. Like... So he gets to hide behind the animation in a weird way. Which is an interesting choice as yeah. an actor. Yeah. But he's such a talent. Yeah. Like, he's such... And, like, the fact that they were, like, he's so good that he's going... Even though I hated the, the, <laughs> the, the candle spirit, like, he played all three spirits. And he played Ebenezer Scrooge at every mm. age. Which, you're like, oh, yeah. But, like, to play a hundred-year-old band, even though they say he's 57... And to play a six-year-old boy, is very, very different thing. Different energy, different physicality, different everything. And like a, a, a very sad six, yeah. six, and probably sixteen-year-old boy, and then like the young man version of himself falling in love, but like holding true the physicality of that character. And like that's incredible work that he's done physically and vocally. So I take my beanie off to him because it's yeah, very yeah. cold. But yeah,
1: and and, and the, the through line of the character of this mm. as well, which I think because of his performance does mm. does land for me. Because at the start of that film, and especially the the the, the line about uh, the the dead should just uh, the they should just hurry up and die because mm. of overpopulation, mm. like that was such a despicable character to mm. to get that turned at the end, um, believable. <laughs> because of those, those very strong um, beginning uh, that we had of, of, of this frugal Scrooge who is just
0: the worst. And the fact that everyone's shocked. Mm. Well, yeah. Um, That's the guy we meet and this is the guy who's like holding onto the back of a thing skating through the, si- the street. She'd be like, yeah, that guy's lost his <laughs> mind. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, interesting film. Yeah,
0: interesting film. I won't watch it again. I, I don't think I'll ever watch this film again, to be honest with you. Unless I do another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Carrey. Um, what is up next? What are we doing next?
1: Uh, we've got another family affair, Dave. We've got Mr. Poplar's Pendants. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I haven't seen it, so don't spoil it for me. I
0: have seen it gonna have an interesting chat let's leave it that way <laughs> guys <laughs> thank you so much uh, for joining us we hope you enjoyed please comment like subscribe wherever you get this from and if you want to if any comments anything like that anything you think we've missed if you love this film and just want to rant at us please do that as well and uh be safe and uh, we'll catch you guys next time Bye.